So I have an important question for you. All right. If you're a vampire. Yeah. Can you contract or spread STDs? Because you're sucking some blood. Yeah. How do you know, especially in 2020, what kind of blood you're sucking? Well, in that Chew Blood show, they there was a uh, version of hepatitis that only affected vampires. Mm. That normal people, they like if they had it in them, it didn't do them anything. But if they went then to try to suck them, uh, you know, that they would end up getting sick and like dying. Because, like, that was the plot point of, for, like, an episode or two, like, a vampire, like, killed somebody's brother or wife, so he got it, and then was, like, trying to get them to suck on him to as, like, you know, revenge. <laughs> but then there was a lady that could read minds and told him, and so it didn't happen. I feel the best kind of revenge is when you get someone to suck on you. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a whole genre of fiction there you could write about dirty vampire STDs. Oh, yeah. You should write that genre. Should I? I don't know tired i'm tired man it's raining this is like a perfect day for dracula talk right rainy cold october lots of castles in the distance yeah fucking october oh man there's the things we gotta talk about in this one we might as well just get to it there boy (coughs) i'm about to suck your blood Dracula Talk, 2008. What decade is this? Uh, a bad one. A just bad pick, one? Just pick a bad one. So pretty much throw a dart at a board? Yeah. Looking for there. I dropped my phone and I didn't see where it bounced and it bounced all the way by the wiring. Oh, not the wiring. Uh, you are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today... I don't know if I used this one already or not. Spencer, the Vancouver Vampire Church. I don't think so. You've done something with vampires or something like that before, but I don't think Vancouver. Hmm. I don't know if I like it then. The Georgia germaphobe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's not a good one. Is there a country that starts with an X? Uh, I don't think so. Probably, I don't know. Anyway, I'm sure there's something where they're listening and they're like, you assholes. You asshole, how dare you not talk about Zabanda? This is just the end of Dracula. We finished it. So, yeah, we did. What is that? Chapters 20 to end? 27 yeah, or something? 27 and then notes. I don't remember exactly where we left off because I forgot to listen to the playback. I think 20 started with like... There wasn't it wasn't that pretty much like their journey to like it was right around whenever they tried to you know they tried to go to the house to get Dracula. I know where we left off, and I think it's like he escaped, and mm. I think they had to like you know he was on a boat and hold your horses. We didn't get that far. No, I'll give you a brief recap. Lucy's dead. Yes. Renfield tells him all about Dracula. Then he dies. Yep. And they catch where we left off. They catch Dracula in the act of sucking on Mina. Yeah. And now this might be a part of the lore of how one gets turned into a vampire. He was forcing her to suck his blood out of yeah. his chest because he made a wound. And they caught him. And uh, Jonathan was kind of a cuck in this scene. He was just watching. I mean, I guess he was like hypnotized or something. But he was just like yeah. in the corner. Very disturbing. And it was a very uh, ethereal, misty, really cool scene when they bust in on uh, Dracula doing the nasty. As, as far as, you know, fucking Dracula's do it vampires 
So Dracula escapes. Did they they change? They turn to a bat or a mist again? How do you fucking get out of there? Or is there something mist, with a wolf? Maybe. I thought a wolf came in. There was a lot happening here. It's not really that important to the story. Well, after he escapes, then that's when they they go to the. No, that's whenever they know because they went to the because he does that while they're at his house trying to find him and they tell me like no you gotta stay back it's too dangerous and then so what happens she stays back and then she gets stuck down by a dirty vampire i really enjoyed dracula but now we're gonna get into the dirty filth of things we didn't like about dracula one is what you just said Stupid trope of always leave the most uh, viable person. Yeah, the person who's in who needs the most protection. We're going to leave them alone all the fucking time. They didn't learn their lesson with Lucy, who they kept leaving and she kept getting sucked and then she died. And I don't even think that you really need to leave Mina alone. She didn't seem like the kind of character, you know, she was she seemed like, you know, had a good head on her shoulder. Yeah, it wasn't like she would see something and she would just like scream and faint, you know, kind of person. For reasons not really explained very well, they just felt they had to keep her in the dark about what was happening to her and everything with Dracula. And then she even said, I don't want to know. But I think that had to do with Dracula being able to, uh... Like, read her mind, or like, kind of like... There's like a connection between them. Because they used the same thing to try to figure out what Dracula was. So I think what they worried is if she knew what their move was, Dracula would know what their move was. Which does make sense because throughout the end of this, for about... 900 times they hypnotize Mina and uh, she could see what Dracula is and most of it was just water a boat um, dark yeah dark Uh, that would bring the second point of shit that Bram Stoker really fucked Dracula with very exciting story until he bogged it down with constant reiteration and he's just beating the fuck out of that dead horse how many times we gotta talk about Winchesters yeah how many times do we have to go over the fucking what their plan is how many times do we have to establish what's going on through each individual character? A lot of repetition, and that was very, very overdone. And again, I think that falls within the way that the story is written through Jonah entries. Yeah. So that's like you said, like you were saying, and this goes throughout the whole book, just not the ending. This, yeah. this is throughout the whole, the whole Lots book. Lots of repetition. Is yeah, because you get you get each. Uh, every set of events, not all the, not through all of them, but most of the the main characters' points of views, mm-hmm. and so you keep on going over the same stuff o- over and over again. See, it, that's cool if you do that when it adds something. Yeah, and each character sees something different, or their perspective changes it. But for the most part, that wasn't the case later on in the earlier in the story. It was because everyone did, nobody was on the same page. Yeah. So every time you got somebody's perspective on the same incident, it might have been different. But once everyone knew what was going on, you just literally got the exact same info over and over. So that was done to death. Um, But going back, I'm going to skip through a lot of this because this was actually pretty boring, at least to me. They went to the houses to, you know, put the holy water in his boxes of dirt. Yeah, because those were just boxes just for him to, like, hang out in, right? I guess he slept in them. Because at first, like, when they first introduced those boxes, I was like... Oh, what about if there's a vampire in one each one of those boxes? That would have been cool as shit. Like, that's what I thought was going to go. And then they would have to go and they'd have to kill yeah. all the vampires. Like, that would have been cool, but... Instead, what we got was a very tedious uh, section where they just went and found all these boxes to put holy water in. And, and another, to add on to, like, the people's... um, 
different point of views is that not everybody refers to each other in the same name. Yeah. Because, like, you know, some people would call Art Art, or some people would call him, like, Lord Mis- or, or Mr. Main or, or whatever. Yeah, his name was. yeah. What it, you know, it's not too many characters, so it doesn't, isn't too hard to keep them together. But I remember the first couple of times I was like, wait, who the fuck? Who are they talking about right now? And they're like, oh, wait, that's, that's. Yeah, and this might be. And I forget sometimes. Did you ever forget where you were in mid reading? Like if you had to stop, like if you couldn't finish the chapter, who was talking? Yeah, and you had, then you left, and you came back, and you're like, wait, who? The is second this? half of this novel, that especially when it came to Mina, that happened a lot to me because it would be Mina's journal or Jonathan's journal, but literally two or three paragraphs in, they switched to what Van Helsing was saying. Yeah. Uh, this will be a little bit nitpicky. I hated the way Van Helsing spoke. A lot of times. Not like, not because it was like old fashioned sounding. That was fine. The fact that the because they were, he was trying to get him like an accent, he would say things without being pluralized or without like you know certain words that add to it. Friend John. Yeah, and he, t- he did a lot of Yoda backwards talk. That was annoying. But then again, I kind of understand it because what you just said about getting lost with who was speaking, you always knew when Van Helsing was speaking. Yeah. But sometimes I'd be like, what? Wait a minute. Why does Mina sound so fucking stupid? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's Van Helsing with his fucking weird backwards talk. But when you'd had the same thing happen with Jonathan or Arthur, or not Arthur, I don't think he had a journal, uh, Seward, Dr. Seward, it would get really muddled. You'd be like, wait a minute. What is happening here? Um, but going back to the main story here, you had another scene where they were at one of Dracula's houses and they're waiting for him. And they're, I was kind of confused on what happened. I also was confused on when things were day and night. Because it it sounded like they were breaking into his house during the day. They got a locksmith to make it look like they were legit just yeah. homeowners and people just back then didn't care. So they w- went in the house and they waited for Dracula. And then when he came home, I would guess it would have to be dark. And they got like a tussle with him and he was very strong. But then he escaped. I don't know why he wouldn't just murder the fuck out of him then. I w- he might not have been up to full strength maybe. Maybe. It didn't really explain. Like it was a really rushed scene for something that, you know, their main encounter with Dracula thus far should have been really cool. I felt that was rushed. Um, and then just a lot of stuff that happened that didn't really need all this exposition. Um, them going to Transylvania. I oh, almost, the, all last, those. the last chapters, I struggled like fuck to get through because all this talk about the goddamn boat. And like we said, he, they kept hypnotizing Mina so she could tell because she could see what Dracula sees when she's hypnotized. It got to the point where they're doing it every other sentence. Yeah. Or like every other paragraph, they would hypnotize her, and then all I see is dark, and I hear water, and over and over for chapters. They could have, he could, Bram Stoker should have condensed all that into just, he was on the boat, and then he got to Transylvania, and just went to the finale. And I know we probably skipped a bunch of stuff, but I feel like it wasn't even really important to the plot, because they did well, do a and, lot of explaining and, about vampire lore and stuff. And then... Also during that period, like how we were talking about, like it'd be getting confusing because different times, like they would really, they would then like one one person's journal entry, they would go like two or three days, and then when they would they would go backwards, and when again. they skip to another person's entry, they would yeah, they would go back and you again, you'd have to reiterate yeah. through all that stuff. So you'd literally have Mina's journal go from uh, October thirtieth, October thirty first, and then all up to like November third, and then we jump back to like October thirty first for John or somebody yeah. else, and you're just like, wait a minute. And there's a couple times too where they call Doctor uh, John Seward. They call him John or Jonathan Harker. Somebody yeah. would call John, and you're like, "Well, which fucking John are yeah. we talking about here?" So I found. And was it just me, or was the only time that we had an entry from Van Helsing was at the end, right? He was he didn't have any entries in the in like in the beginning of it, other than maybe like a telegraph or something he like that. He had telegraphs, and then eventually he had like phonograph entries. 
Because, yeah, most of the time it was others speaking, telling you what he said. Because really, if anybody out of that group, I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, because he knows what the fuck he's what you know what's going on and what he yeah what he, he didn't have, have to his, do. He didn't have his own entries till the end of the story. And again, like I said, I think they went into more Dracula lore and stuff. But the only thing that was really added was you got to see that Dracula how he can control animals mm-hmm. and people and stuff, and then he turns well, into a mist. Let's not forget about the magical wafer. The magical wafer. That they burn, that they use to bone the mind under her head. Um, it was holy water, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Oh, that's another. I don't know how I forgot about that because it was. Oh, <laughs> this fucking bugged the shit out of me. So when they were doing whatever with me and after the blood sucking incident, they tried to Van Helsing like I don't know, he thumbed her forehead or wafered it, whatever the fuck you said, with uh, holy water, and it burned her, and she has a big nasty forehead scar that she's very sub, you know, as one should be. She's very uh. I'm trying to think of She feels defiled. You kind of got like a rapey, like she feels dirty. After Ooh. that, it's always, oh, I'm unclean. I'm unclean. Well, you also got to figure at that point, she's working on being pot vampire. Yeah. So if you get holy water plunged into your head, you're probably going to fear a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then after that with the scar, she just, uh, it gets really heavy into religious overtones about, you know, she's, uh. Because she's unclean, because she's one of the vampires now. Like, there's a lot of well, problems with that and, that arise for her. And like, that's one thing that I wish there was a little clear on. And like, I know I realized probably like Lucy turned sooner and quicker because he was doing it more yeah. rarely. And like, because like Lucy was in the state for like two weeks as they traveled. Yeah, you know what I mean. They almost take like a, almost a month to get to Transylvania to mm. try to beat you know Dracula there. And they he really fucking. <laughs> he made that seem like a whole month worth of reading. Yeah. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, it was literally, like, the last 10% of the book. Yeah. But it was probably the hardest 10% of the book. It got so boring, which was very uh, disappointing. But, it, but, but with, that, with that being said... And because I think they, they crammed all that. You know how we said we were missing, like, the 100 pages at the beginning of Dracula? Yeah. I almost kind of wish that got put at the end. Or, like, maybe 50 pages. Something, yeah. Got put at the end just because, like, to have that that disappointment scene at Mm. the end. Well, let's just skip right to the ending. Because, like I said... It's all just a the, lot all of this travel. stuff didn't, yeah, all the travel stuff did not really add to the story. Even Mina with the thing on her forehead being uh, turning into a vampire really wasn't that important. Because she would, because like she would get weird, like uh, she wouldn't eat, she wouldn't sleep unless it was like the daytime. By the time they got to the Transylvania castle, there she's just all she does is sleep during the day. She doesn't eat. She's pretty much a vampire, did, almost did, like maybe a couple days away from being full vampire. Did they? Did they ever actually state? That, hey, if we kill Dracula, that will cl- cure you? Do they ever, uh, like, that kind of... Um, there was a lot of Van Helsing talk, and I think it was, uh... Because that's basically what remember. happens, right? Yeah, but I don't remember if he actually just outright states that that's what would happen, or if it was a hunch. But they do kind of beat around the bush that maybe that would be a thing to do. Either way, they had to kill... Because that's why... Because there was a fucking two chapters there where they're just the whole time debating whether they should kill Dracula. And they're like, well, why? He's leaving. That's good, right? They're like, no, we got to kill him for Miss Mina. I'm like, well, why? (laughs) Didn't really explain, but you kind of got the uh, impression that that's what it would be. Um, But once they got to Transylvania, finally, goddammit. You know what? There was one part about the whole boating thing I did like was the the polygot sailor who kept cussing out uh, Dracula in different languages. Yeah. Because he could speak like 50 different languages. And the whole time he just cursed them out in every language. And Dracula just didn't give a shit, I guess. But anyway, we got back to Transylvania. And there is one cool scene, which was 
again, the cool scene that you want to see in the fucking speed, like Bram Stoker just sped right through it. Van Helsing gets to the castle, does like a fancy little circle around them for protection. I, I forget if he drew it or salt or whatever. I think more wafers. Yeah, wafers. And it was also very uh, snowy. It finally started snowing in Transylvania, so it was getting really snowy and cold. Which I would never have uh, thought that in Transylvania. Transylvania. Like, you know what I mean? Just any time when I picture... Is it like Romania or something? Yeah, but you know, like, like whenever you, like, in your mind think of Transylvania, do you ever think of snowfall? No, but you really should because it's like part Russia. Well, yeah, much. yeah. I mean, yeah, technically, but that's just not whatever I... Uh... Yeah, you always... Well, you always think of it just as dark. Yeah, pretty much. And rainy. But um, the three ladies of the castle, the vampire ladies, come out, and uh, they're trying to seduce Van Helsing, and then he sees Mina's not a vampire yet, because they're trying to get Mina to come with them, but she's, like, horrified still. It's like, okay, that's good. Uh, I guess they just bugger off or whatever. And then the cool scene is Van Helsing's like, <laughs> and he busts into the fucking Dracula's castle, and he's charging. <laughs> goes into the chapel i don't know how he got there so easily because fucking jonathan harker had to like climb up the side of the castle go into dracula's room and then fucking go down and he had to do all, like it was a big ordeal for him to go find this uh chapel but just because uh, van helsing read some journal entries he just knew how to get through the castle he's just like fuck it anyway going down the dirty chapel and he starts opening up graves and he sees the ladies yeah and they're so not voluptuous that's i mean they were voluptuous but they were so mesmerizing, and he found himself hesitating to kill them, and then he finally is like, no, I have to, and then he goes on this big thing where he could see how many men tried to kill these ladies, but they were so seduced that they hesitated, and then eventually they just stood there and hesitated until the ladies woke up and ate them. Yeah. Well, Van Helsing's not going to make that mistake. Does some head chopping, some fucking uh, chest pounding, yeah, some staking. Uh, they turn to dust. He gets all three of the ladies. And then... Because I like the one he mentioned, he's like, no sooner than, his, like, the spirit, like, struck her heart that they crumbled to, to like, ash. And he, I, I wish I would uh, uh, save this note. It was a really cool uh, excerpt where he's, he says something along the lines of uh, the centuries that they lived caught up to him all at yeah. once, and then they turned to dust because of how old they were. So that was really cool. Um, and then he, he, instead of waiting for Dracula or whatever, he leaves the castle. He goes out to Mina. Then they're just trucking through the snow, and they, I guess they find a cave. And they're just sleeping in a cave or something. I don't know. This part, again, this was all really rushed at the end. I felt and, like the last and, chapter and, was rushed and really very, fast. And very, like, happenstance, because, yeah. like, the whole plan was like, hey, we're gonna meet up at the castle. And once they get to the castle, and they're like, Dracula's not here, they're just like, let's head east. Yeah. I'm sure we'll run into them. You know what I mean? Because like it does, you know, it's not like there's just one road. I like, was really confused how this all transpired because again, we were fucking led to believe they were going by this plan that he fucking talked about for ten yeah. chapters, and then all of a sudden, it's just uh, Jonathan and no, it's Quincy and I think Seward chasing gypsies, gypsies who are m taking Dracula's in his box to the castle, and they're running really fast, and I don't know why they're like, why don't they just stop? I don't, I don't know. But then, and then getting paid well, I, or I guess. And then behind them, it was Jonathan Harker and Arthur, I believe, chasing them. And, and then, they just happened to stumble across them. And this was fucking terrible. So Van Helsing and Mina are just watching from a slight distance. Yeah, Van Helsing doesn't even help, does he? 
Like, I don't think he rushes. I don't remember. I, well, I think they, like, jump in front of the... Because they see it coming, so they're yeah. able to get, like, in front. So they're actually surrounding the whole thing, and they just yeah. stop. And then they finally bring out their Winchesters that they've been talking about this time. And then one scene that pissed me off, too, is... Because uh, they're kind of tussling with the gypsies. And then Quincy Morris, who up to this point is the most heroic of everybody. Yeah. Even though he's in the American, he's the most heroic, but he's barely talked about in the story for the most part. But he's always there. When shit's about to go down, he's the man you yeah. want. Well, he gets fucking shanked right in the rib or something. So he's yeah, gushing blood. Yeah, it's confusing how that happened. Was that by Dracula? One, no, one of the gypsies stabbed him. No, Dracula never woke up. So one of the gypsies stabbed him. And then finally, like right after that, the gypsy just gave up because they had guns on him. And then they open up uh, the casket. And I think it was Jonathan, right? Who doesn't even go with the formalities that Van Helsing has up to this point. No stake or anything. He just stabs Dracula in the neck and then stabs him in the chest and then he turns to dust. Yeah. That was the end of it. And then the afterthought is uh, Quincy Morris dies, which was fucking which bullshit. I was thinking, like, I was wondering, like, if anybody's going to die in the story. And I was wondering, I was like, I was thinking it could have been Arthur to sacrifice himself to take over, you know, for you to just avenge Lucy. Yeah. But I was like, no, it's probably going to be Morris. But it didn't make sense why Quincy Morris had to die. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is he was the one who had, not to do a stupid pun, but he had the least at stake. Yeah. He was the he was just the American who he loved Lucy, but that was literally his only connection yeah. to these people. He could have just said, fuck all, and just been out of there. Instead, he decided to help and track down Dracula, and he he's the one who ends up dying and kind of saving the day at the same time. But then you're just left thinking, well, why? Like, you, you, you obviously kill Arthur, even John Seward. To yeah. make it because they both love Lucy and they had the most at stake here yeah. other than Jonathan Harker. No, you kill Quincy Morris because that's the one that people wouldn't care about as much. So that was bullshit. And then um, there's like a little prologue where uh, I don't know why the fuck they would do this, but me and Jonathan Harker have a baby because the thing on her forehead just magically disappears, the scar. Yeah, because there's no more vampire. Yeah. In her so she's just magically cured. Uh, they have a baby, and then they take the baby, who they named Quincy, yeah. which I guess was cool, back to where Quincy Morris died at Transylvania by the castle, and, it's like, and then that's just how it ends. Yeah, because um, she feels that some part of Quincy's soul is, you know, has kind of mm. came back within their baby to try, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what they occurred, their idea of kind of like honoring him and kind of... Mm carrying him on and stuff like that no obviously we rushed and, and then then author author he fucking marries yeah like oh man you were really in love dick face but we i mean we rushed through this there were a lot of passages that were very well written good imagery yeah things like that so i ended up giving this a four out of five stars oh, yeah i did oh, as, really as an overall yeah yeah our minor bitches aside i really did like this uh this whole novel other than the repetition and mainly just the last like handful of chapters that just really bogged down and the ending was yeah. very lackluster obviously what you would do i don't know if he's on a time restraint or what or just wanted to finish the fucking book but obviously what you would do is have a cool ass showdown in dracula's castle with dracula mm -hmm. at least from a modern 2020 lens and, and then like another lame thing was after they get to the castle like after van Helsing takes care of those vampires he just fills up like dracula's tomb with wafers yeah just in case if they get past him, he can't ever get back into his tomb because, you know, he can't touch them or anything because they're, you know, burn him or whatever. Yeah. The ending was lackluster, but the first, like, three-fourths of the book are really good. Yeah. And for the most part, it's not too, like, there's not a lot of repetition before 
the chapter 20 or so. Again, this is the writing of the period where you do have to, almost like modern anime, yeah. constantly telling you what the fuck just happened. I hate that. It's like, oh man, we killed Lucy. Let me tell you exactly what happened in the scene where we killed Lucy yeah. one moment ago. It's like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Just, you well, showed me. I don't need to re, you know, any reiteration of it. Well, this, I would really like to see, like, um, this in the somehow somebody be able to rewrite it and really be true to it, but write it in, like, a third person for yeah, like, that would be cool. Like you know, or maybe one person's journal entry or mm. something like you know, like you know what I mean. Or just like just an anonymous, you know, somebody who does doesn't deal yeah. with, with the character, just t- just telling the story of Dracula and how he affects these people and what they're gonna do. Like you know what I mean. I think that would serve the story better. better but you don't really have a lot of writing, like you said mm. back during those, you know, back during that time period. Well, that goes with our whole narrator discussion we had. A few few episodes ago but i would think uh, you know what i need to read uh, dracula's guest to mm. see uh, that's on our website by the way drunkenpetrolady.com you can read it for free public domain the dracula's guest i would like to see how that's because that they said that might have been in those first 101 mm. pages that were taken out of this book so i don't know if that would be journal entry as well and also just his other novels that i have in that collection yeah i would want to check those out to see a bram stoker if that's like if that's just his writing style was always using journal entries and first person mm. and things like that, or if he did actually do a third person. Because back then, third person was uh, kind of rare in the horror genre, I feel. Like, we talk about H.P. Lovecraft, yeah. always first person. Edgar Allan Poe, I think, had a lot of first person. But, like I said, overall, very enjoyable book. I liked yeah. it, especially for the time period. I liked it way better than Frankenstein or any of the other things I've read of that era. I mean, I definitely would think, like, you know, and I haven't read a whole bunch of literature, uh, literature but it's probably one of my favorite things literature wise that i've read yeah you know since starting this whole shindig off i would say though this story would have benefited if it was about 100 or 200 pages less yeah uh, just by taking out a lot of that repetition or, uh, or, a lot of or, the over description of things or if it's the same length where you take that repetition out and get put something else in there yeah you well, stuff the main thing is the stuff that moves the story forward. Yeah. You don't need to keep uh, having the same scenes, like the Lucy scenes. We get it that she keeps, you know, getting her blood soaked, but how many times do we have a transfusion scene? Mm-hmm. Four times or something? And, like, we didn't do any transfusion for Lucy. Or not for Nina. Lucy. For Nina at all. It just didn't make sense why it had to... Uh, repeat things like that so much again if you just kept the story moving forward it would have been really good and like i don't know why they broke up into so many different groups yeah that didn't make much sense and uh the the final showdown with dracula that should have been the huge climax yeah that's what you're waiting for this whole time and back then there wasn't really a playbook of how you would do this kind of story or how it would end there wasn't a big bad that you'd normally go and have a big showdown with in fiction at the time uh, other than maybe like Moby Dick. Yeah. So I could see why his would just be with the lore of vampires that he was creating. Was, oh, you have to kill them with a stake while they're asleep. I wanted to see awake Dracula. I wanted to see those three vampire women awake and battling. Like, I wanted to see Van, Hel- Van Helsing and Jonathan Even- Harker fighting their way through the castle. Cool thing about the end scene is, like, you know, they're trying, they're trying to catch Dracula because the sun is literally just about to set. Yeah. So, like, even if, like, they There was got- that sense of urgency with the setting sun and Dracula's gonna wake up. So, like... Well- they do kill him at, the, like, the last possible minute. Yeah. 
So it would have been cool somehow if they would have been able to do something where they kept him confined until like the sun got out and it was just like him trying to escape, but the yeah. sun just came up and like and he just gets like you know dusted that way or something mm. like I, I I don't know, but yeah, it needs like that's it needed one trope something that, different. That's one trope that's not in this is uh, the vampire burning to death in the sun. Yeah, we, I mean it's just said that they sleep through the sun like the during the daytime and they, they don't like the sun i guess but it never explains uh the vampires if they go in the sun they get burned or die or anything at least from what i remember no um, it, yeah i think it was just more like nina just being like you no know, i think it almost kind of would make them sick yeah and like you know if they were out for too long it probably would kill them mm-hmm. but it's not like an immediate burst into flames kind of scenario it's not really stated that it's a danger for him. I think more, it's kind of like the uh, Superman kryptonite. Yeah. Kind of, it, it weakens them, you know. I would also like to see more of a sacrifice at the end. Like, instead of just Quincy Morris getting stabbed and dying almost off camera. That's yeah. how it felt. Like, it just kind of happened. You're like, oh, well, it's just Quincy Morris. I would have rather them going in the castle and fighting or something. And maybe Jonathan Harker gets stabbed, or Van Helsing gets stabbed, or bitten, or something. Or maybe uh, Mina's about to turn, her fangs yeah. pop, like she's about to turn into a vampire. Bram Stoker could have that, said it, once you turn into the vampire, you're done. It doesn't matter if you kill Dracula, you're stuck that yeah. way. So they could have made that, like, some sense of urgency. That, or, and like, you know, I've seen this in other kind of vampire stories, but, like, Nina turns into a vampire... But with her last shred of control, she uses her vampire powers to kill Dracula, which then also kills her, but yeah. saves everybody else. Which would have been a really cool scene. Like, there's so many things that could have... I mean, obviously, vampire fiction since then has capitalized yeah. on the exact complaints we're having of how to make a better ending for such a story. And like, and like you like you said earlier, that this is very much like one of the first of its kind yeah. kind of scenario. So. Yeah, I mean, that's the same with Frankenstein or a lot of H.P. Lovecraft work. When you actually go back to the original source mater- material, it's a lot more boring. It, like Sleepy Hollow is a good example. It did not have the cool imagery that we know of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. It just uh, was like a slightly cool gothic story, but or, it didn't really go or, anywhere. Or like a more modern uh, example would be like uh, like Watchmen. You know, young yeah. kids now they read what they can read Watchmen. They'd be like, eh, it's okay, but like I don't quite get it because like so much stuff from comics from now are mm-hmm. uh, got that from like that that edgy adultness. They got that from from like that and and the Dark Knight Returns and stuff like that. But before that, though, like before those two books, like that wasn't really a mm-hmm. thing. But now there's so much based off of that. That it it, it, it kind of almost like the things that get based off of it almost kind of get diminished because mm. it's, you know, it's not the new thing anymore. Well, if you don't start with the source material and a lot of times it's just because you're not born at the time. So yeah. why would you read Dracula before you read whatever modern? Or if you did read Dracula, what you probably weren't reading like Brand Stroker's actual Dracula. Yeah. You're reading some like watered down like Different version, version. You, you got from like school or something yeah. in the library from school. But there's so many form like you were saying with the uh, Watchmen example. It gets expanded on so much in usually a short period of time. So yeah. just the 90s alone expanding on Watchmen, uh, that kind of storytelling and adult situations and stuff in comic books that by the time, say, a kid in 2020 starts reading comics or novels, vampire novels or whatever it be, if they go back to the source material after that stuff, like when we read, um, which I would imagine would be the same with Casino Royale, but when we read uh, Chandler, what was that? Uh, the Big Sleep. Yeah. The noir fiction, how it actually started. 
you're like, oh, well, I mean, I could kind of see the uh, roots of this, but it's very boring. Not, not what I was expecting. Yeah, it's not as exciting. It's not because the modern versions are like fine tuned. They're fine tuned, and when they expand on it, they take all the good parts without all the shitty, boring yeah. parts. So when you have a Dracula, if you had a newer vampire story, you're going to get all those big scenes you want to see and all the vampire lore that you want to hear about, but none of the other stuff that uh, should have been, you know, should be left that, in the and 1900s. Then you, and then you all, or you always see that because, uh, you know, especially now everything's remaked, rebooted, and so there's so many examples of different things. You're like, oh, that works there. We can use something mm-hmm. like that. That doesn't work. That was fucking stupid. Let's not make them sparkle anymore. Mm-hmm. Never do that again. But yeah. <laughs> Also, when it comes to things like tension building, if you're reading The End of Dracula... Through the not a modern lens, like just back then before there was real action and all yeah. kinds of shit. Mov- like movies weren't even really a thing. So if you were reading Dracula back then, when the sun's going down and Dracula's, uh, you know, very close to waking up and they have to kill him at the last possible second, that might have been actually a lot more exciting yeah. versus us reading it now, who was like, no, you have to have a fight scene. You need to, because things just, they amplify over time. So, for a book that's over 100 years old, yeah. fucking excellent still. Oh, yeah. It definitely holds the, up. One plot hole, and maybe I, just, maybe I just can't remember, I might have just read over it, but is there any reason they give why John survives from being in the castle? Like, you know, he's found with the with the brain fever, but, like... I never we, got how he escaped. Yeah, like, didn't why didn't Dracula... Did he escape? It didn't really... Yeah, it didn't explain. He didn't get bit. He didn't get turned into a vampire. Did, yeah, did Dracula just let him go? That wouldn't make sense. Because I was thinking almost like the brain... Did he mind control him? That's why I was thinking maybe that's where the brain yeah. fever came from, was like, you know, mm. from his doing. But if he didn't escape, why would he have his diary with him? Uh, yeah, that's what I don't That's what I don't know, And because they, they never... You know, he mm. tries to escape a couple of times, yeah. but it never works. That's what, That was one thing that I was confused about that I've been meaning to try to, to bring out the past couple episodes. Yeah, they didn't really... Uh... So just small, small things like that. Do you know when this was originally published? Was it just published as like a novel? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think this was just outside of the like when there was mainly things published in magazines. And even back then, like even if it was published in magazines, it would have been like the main story of Dracula. Like mm-hmm. it would have been still like a novel. So well, I just thought, I th- thought maybe that might have might have been a reason to cause some of the weird storytelling right. choices and stuff as if it's getting put out in, you know, segments maybe. And Well, also, like we said about the first 101 pages being taken out by the editor, how much did the editor change the story too? Yeah. Because maybe Bram Stoker, this was a thousand page book and he fucking really, really went into detail on yeah. stuff. And the editor was like, nah, get all that shit out of there. And then that's what, you know, we got the final product. But anyway, um, our next, we're not going to do a book cast. We're just going to do like a book review. We'll be reading Casino Royale. That'll be in the coming weeks or month. Yeah. So. Um, no hard date, Dad. No, I need a break. I need yeah. a break from uh, older yeah. fiction. I need to read some new shit or newer shit. Or, or just stuff that you want to read just to read. Pleasure reading. Because like, as we said, as good as like this, this was and stuff like that. And also, I think because we were talking about it, it was becoming a chore because yeah. we was like, we have to read it because we both were like, we have to have it done by today, so, so we, we can so we can, so we can talk about it. So like you know that kind of can put a damp on even a book that you were enjoying yeah. at a time. Yeah, that sense of urgency to finish through it. Though the bookcast format does make me read books that I've been putting off, so that's always yeah. Because Dracula was one I always wanted to read, but I'm I wasn't gonna read on my own probably. Like it's just 
it's like fucking almost 500 pages long. Is that what it Because like, you it's know, like 400 something. Well, I wasn't sure because like the, the Kindle version I got was just a kin, like a Kindle I think it's edition. Like, so yeah, it didn't have a page count. I think it's 456 or something along that. That seems about right because what it took about like three or four weeks to finish. Yeah. So that's about like 100 pages a week. Right. Um, if you want to, this is going to be out in November, so our horror stuff is all done, I guess, on the website. We'll uh, probably still have some stuff trickling out, though, don't we have a whole... Yeah, we have a few stories going to be trickling out, but you can go to drunkenpenwriting.com for all that stuff, and we'll be doing new things here soon once I get a nice break from submissions and shit. Yeah. You can go on Twitter, at drunkpenwriting, Instagram, and Facebook, at drunkenpenwriting, to check out other stuff we do, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure we do something. Do we? Ah, I don't know. Anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, no, no more search content. We're done. It's a problem. I, I've kicked it. <laughs> no, you I've haven't. kicked it. Though it's going to be odd because I think I did a surge in like the last Dracula episode, yeah. which is uh, going to be a week after an episode where I don't do the surge content because we just, it, things are a little fluey with our recording because we're doing double episodes a week, but we're going to be going back to normal fairly soon, uh, so stick around for that.